know, bodies like us and skin tones like us, like being represented. So it's come such a long way. And I'm your host for the It's Not Selfish podcast. I have a very special guest here today, my dear friend and my first guest ever. I know. It's my fellow Guju, my bestie, Nirja. Also known from her social accounts, Nourish with Nirja, Nirja specializes in physical therapy, fitness, and yoga. She uses movement, nutrition, mindfulness, and education to help empower women, especially in the South Asian community. We love that. She also shares tips on mobility, fitness, health, and lifestyle across all her platforms. She's definitely helped me with my mobility work, and I still need to get a physical assessment by her. But (laughs) here is my beautiful friend, Nirja. Hi, Kritma. Congratulations on your podcast. Thank you so much for the intro. Thank you for being here. Yes, of course. When you told me about this being your goal last year, I was like, how can I help you? How can I support you? I know we've just been helping each other with accountability the last Mm -hmm. couple of months, especially since that chat that we had Mm -hmm. um, several months ago. But I'm so excited to be on today and... Thank you so much. No, I'm so excited to have you. And I'm so glad you said that. I totally forgot that I had the conversation. Nirja is the first person I told that I wanted to start this podcast last year. We were sitting at lunch and she was like, no judgment at all. And she was like, just go for it. Just do it. And I was like, are you serious? You think I have something nice to say? You think people want to hear me? And she said, who cares? Just go for it. And so I just want to say thank you to Nirja because we're here today and now she's my first guest. And I'm just so happy. I'm so happy to be here. So how did you get started on your process on social media? Because that's how you and I met. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We met when I first moved to California in like 2020. Yes. Height height of pandemic. So I actually started social media. My first platform was Instagram. And I started it in 2017. So I was a senior in undergrad. So I was about to graduate and I decided to just go ahead and start it. Have, you know, we had so much free time our senior year. So I went ahead and um, started that page as a way to kind of share recipes. And I was vegan at the time. So I was sharing a lot of vegan recipes. And then later I really started getting into like fitness, health, all of those things. So I started adding workout videos onto my Instagram it was 2017. There was like barely like really like fitness on at that time. And even if there was fitness, it wasn't really like there weren't any Indians in the space. Yes. So it was a really weird time to be on Instagram, you know, not really seeing that representation. Oh yeah. Um, but I feel like ever since then, my page has really evolved into more fitness, health, mobility, you know, as I've graduated PT school, as I've become a yoga teacher, like all my interests are finally combining into this page and it's really just evolved into something so special. Well, I'm so happy. Did you have any fears when you first started? Because I was so scared as well. I started in 2016 and like you, I started doing, I was sharing my weight loss journey, but then it turned into something way different and more of me now. But I was so scared when I started. And like you said, there were no brown girls sharing their fitness journey or sharing recipe or anything on the blogging life. I only saw white women, skinny women, and I was like, this isn't relatable to me. So that's why I started. And I'm sure that's why you started so that we can inspire more brown women in our community. 
So how was it like when yeah. you first started? Were you freaked the fuck yeah, out? Yeah, like, it was crazy, honestly. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, am I like a weirdo for doing this? Because there was no other friends. Like, none of my friends like, were doing this. I was the only one that was like, first of all, training. I couldn't really get any of my friends to like work out with me. So like, I really was just working out with like my guy friends at the time. And so already in the space, I just felt like I was like the solo female. And then it was just really kind of tough. Like I wanted to like share that. I couldn't, I didn't have the community that I have now, which like you including, like I don't have, I didn't have that at the time. So it kind of felt isolating almost. Mm -hmm. And even while I was learning about physical therapy and that whole space, like there's no Indians and PT. Like I didn't really have anyone to really talk to regarding that. So Ever since 2017, there's obviously been so much evolution. We're finally seeing more representation. We're seeing, you know, bodies like us and skin tones like us, like being represented. So it's come such a long way and I couldn't be more thankful for it. Oh, me too. I've met so many young brown women, younger than us. And I'm just so happy that it's starting at a younger age now. And I'm like, wow, I honestly look up to them more now. And I'm like we needed this. We needed this change. We needed more women on more Indian women in this space. And it's, I'm just so happy to see that as well. Um, were you afraid of judgment from like friends and family? Because that was my biggest fear. And yes, I got judged from both sides, but did that happen to you as well? I definitely was. That's, that's why like beginning when I first started, like it was just pictures of my food. It was literally just a plate of food, like me trying to decorate it and make it cute. Ooh, the old Instagram days. Really? Seriously, the bad filters. Uh, but it was really just pictures of food. And I was not really in my pictures. Um, I really didn't like put myself out there. But as I started gaining more confidence in like fitness and like feeling more confident, my mental health was improving with fitness. I kind of put myself out there a little bit more. And then when I started getting like a lot of interaction from my community, that's when I was like, wow, like people want this content. People yes. are asking me about my opinion. They want to know what supplements I'm taking. They want to know how they can better to help support their goals. Like that's when I was like, holy shit, like there's a need, like people respect and like want to know my opinion. Like that's crazy. I think that's so amazing when people reach out to you. That's like the biggest, like the nicest feeling in the world because you don't realize what you're doing until that one person says, Hey, what you're doing is helping me. And that, that I feel the same way. That's why I found you. You, I don't know how I found you, but I came across you and I saw your mobility work and I was like, yes, I need this in my life. And I started saving all your mobility stuff. It's, I have a folder on my Instagram and it's just you. It's kind of creepy, but it's all you, but it says mobility. And it's because you share so many tips on how to, it's for longevity anyway. Mobility is so good for you. And I'm so thankful that I found you when I did. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And the fact that you saved all my <laughs> videos and put in a folder, that is adorable. I love it. Thank you so much. For it might be a little creepy, but it's okay. Because now we're friends. So that's totally fine. So Nirja and I met through social media, which I am so grateful for because we immediately became real life besties. Like we met in real life. We had lunch. We hung out, but our hangouts turned into therapy sessions and we both picked each other up when we felt our lowest. And that's so rare to find in a person. And thank you so much, Nirja, for that, because I remember when I met you, we just it just felt so easy to connect and vibe and just talk about things that I never was able to share with other people in this space. 
And I remember we were eating lunch at Elefante in Santa Monica last year. Do you remember that day? Do you, I definitely remember the vodka pasta, which was the best. But do you remember what we talked about during that time? Girl, yes, that was a pivotal, like, that was the moment where I realized, like, I'm not alone. Like, that was a really crucial moment for me because, like, obviously living in California, it's just me and my husband. Like, I don't really have too many friends here. So for us to, like, be able to meet up, connect, and then, like, literally connect on so many freaking levels that day, like, I, it was, it was, it was huge. Like, I was like, wow, I really can't believe, like, we've become best friends from Instagram. Like, how crazy is that? And we can, I know it's so crazy because people think social media is a joke, but when you actually sit here and you meet all these people and individual people on social media have feelings as well, and they are going through a lot of shit, just like everyone else. Every single person is fighting a battle that we don't know and so when I, when we talked that day and we had the, that freaking deep conversation, I, I had, I had tears in my eyes because I could not believe that I wasn't the only one. Like it was so refreshing to talk about it. So Neerja and I both got married last year. And I remember her telling me that post-wedding, if I need anyone, she said, I'm here for you. I wasn't sure what that meant. And I wasn't sure what she was talking about, but until she told me that, my post weddings are very real. So when that happens, if that happens to you, I'm going to be here for you. And so I want you to talk about what that meant. Like, how was that experience for you? Can you tell us what you went through? And it was really scary. I know because I did feel that after when you told me that. Yeah, definitely. I like was so excited for you because I was watching your stories. I was like, ah, because like literally like our timeline, it wasn't too far. It was apart. literally just a few so months. Like watching you. Yeah, just a few months. So I like was like reliving like through your wedding. I was reliving like all the emotions I was feeling too. And it was just like, I started Googling, like researching more about it because I had kind of gone through something similar when I got my dog. Mm-hmm. Like I got a puppy at height of pandemic and I started researching, like, I was like, like, why am I feeling so sad after getting a dog? And there's something called, like, puppy blues. So it's, like, when you start feeling this, like, loss of independence, like, you're not able to go out as much. You're, like, taking care of this, like, being. Yes. And so that's when I first, like, heard of this term puppy blues. And so when I heard about post-wedding blues, I was like, okay, this makes complete sense. Like, I was feeling so sad. I was feeling lost. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like... I had a million things to do, but like, I didn't really have like a support system. I felt like Vinish couldn't really understand what I was feeling because like, I'm an Indian woman. Like he's a man. Like, oh my God. Yes. Men, just completely different it's things. so different. And also people forget. They're like, so, Oh, you're married now. You don't have any problems. And it's like, no, it actually like got worse, but not, not exactly. in the marriage. Like I want people to understand it's no, no problems within the marriage. It's with our own self. Yes, no problems within the marriage. It was like, everyone was like, okay, marriage, check, job, check, car, mm-hmm. check, you know, everything you need to check, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, like, if for feeling that way, it almost made me feel guilty. I was like, why do I feel so shitty? Like, you're yeah. like, what's wrong with you? Like, you shouldn't be feeling shitty right now. You're literally like, life is good. But like, that feeling that made me feel even worse because yeah. I felt guilty about feeling bad. <laughs> it was like, no. So I, I think like what really helped understanding this whole process is like you really have to think about it like speaking about science like thinking about hormones right you spend a year 
planning this most stressful event mm-hmm. of your life, right? It's so much stress. You're fighting with your partner. You are trying to figure out terms with your in-laws on like how, like who's taking care of what for the wedding, right? Yep. And you know, yep. where is the wedding going to be? Should it be in this state? Should it be in that state? Like all of that is pure stress. And we know that stress is cortisol in the body, right? Cortisol is a stress hormone. That's just what that equals. And so you're going to this period, so much stress, and then you're going into wedding week. You're already freaking exhausted. If you've been working for like your wedding body, which I was, you're already like feeling shot from that, right? And so you go into this week, super high adrenaline is coursing through your veins. You know, you're doing all your dancing. Mm-hmm. You're hoping things don't go wrong, but like things are popping up, right? Things you just, that's just what happens during your wedding is like unexpected shit pops up. Yeah. Um, so a lot of adrenaline, um, a lot of like serotonin too, like happy hormone. Like yep. the end. And a lot of sadness as well, especially when it comes to like you guy and thinking about like you believing your parents and, you know, Ben and I were already moved across the country. Yeah, so same. But it's sad. but it's still like for them, it's like you're not ours anymore. And then so you're like thinking, wait, I'm not yours anymore. What does that mean? You know, because I think exactly. I'm still yours. So yeah, I know. Exactly. And like the wedding week was just like, I don't know about you, but like I barely slept. I slept like three or four hours oh. before my actual wedding day. I was drinking so much coffee. I was dehydrated. I was barely eating like abs brought to you by barely eating that week and so much stress. And then it's just like over in the blink of an eye. So all of these hormones are like coursing and pumping through your body. And then it's just over like yeah. the With next the day. Blink of an eye. Oh my God. Know? It's like a flash. Of an eye. I was like craziness. It's a roller coaster of emotions within your body. So like, I feel like no one talks about this like hormone roller coaster that's going on inside like I feel like that's very important to touch on because like you have science backing you up your hormones have been all out of order and like black and so you really need some time to just like chill after the wedding I don't know if that sounds like similar to what you no I I completely get it during the wedding I barely slept but I ate a lot I tried to I mean I made sure that I had food but I didn't drink caffeine because I knew that would trigger my anxiety and I know that week as well, I, I had taken a therapy session because I wanted to be like calm and collective. But like pre-wedding planning is, fu- pre-wedding is freaking crazy. The dances, the yes. like you said, the in-laws, the parents, the husband. My my husband tried to like keep a distance with me because he knows I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? But other than that, like he was cool. And but like I was also traveling from California to Austin like almost every single month and I've been planning for two years because my wedding was supposed to be in India and then it got postponed and then I moved it to Mexico and so I've been planning for two years so those I didn't even know it was hormone related until you shared this experience right now because now everything makes sense us women go through so many hormone hormonal changes and so post-wedding I was like on a high for like a few months. And I felt the same way. I was feeling so happy, so excited. And then all of a sudden it just tanked. And then the emptiness started feeling of like, what do I do now? What's going to happen now? I don't have the next big Mm -hmm. thing. I don't have the next. Yeah. And I think that's also our Indian mentality where your parents are always like, no, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? You can't just sit there. You can't just be. You can't just, you have to think of what the next move is. And so for me, I was feeling that void. I was like, what do I do now? 
I put so much energy into this, so much stress. What do I do with my life now? And that's when I realized I had to call and text you and tell you, hey, I'm kind of going through what you were talking about, but I don't know where to start. And that's how me and Nir just started holding each other accountable and talking yes. more to each other, making sure we're both not feeling alone, which which was so important because I was feeling really, really sad. And I really leaned on my husband at the time and my therapist and friends like Nerja. And it was, it was, it was a hard time for me. So I know it. I definitely, I, I resonate with you. And that's why I feel like we were able to talk about it so much, but it was like, I, I felt like I was crazy. I was like, I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to about it. And like people that had experienced it, like, I was like, why does no one tell you this? Like, yeah. Why does no one tell you how horrible it is after? Like for me, I know like I have, I have anxiety. Like I definitely, you know, was in therapy before the wedding same, and during, during the wedding, after the wedding. And my therapist really explained to me, like, you have to let your system like downregulate, right? Yes. You've just been so amped up, ready to go, go, go. Like you just need a second to adapt and you need to take your own time. Everyone's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I had some other external factors going on that like really was adding to that like this like sad feeling I was feeling like, I was really unhappy with work. I didn't really know what the next step wanted, like Mm -hmm. what was going to be. So like that was adding to some like stress I was feeling. And then the whole other role of just being Indian and getting married and being a good wife. Yeah. Being a good daughter. And they don't teach you how to be a good wife. (laughs) So that's another thing. (laughs) Oh man. It's your, you're assuming so many new roles. Like I, I was a new, a daughter-in-law. I was a sister-in-law. Like I was a whole house wife. Yes. And there was just more relationships to maintain. So many expectations with it. Yes. Yeah. And I needed to like call my in-laws more. Mm -hmm. I needed to keep up with them. It was just a whole added layer. And like, don't get me wrong. Like it's not like I don't like talking to my in-laws. I love catching up with them. But it's like, it's just another, like, it's another thing. Like it's just another thing you have to add to your plate. And even though Vinish and I had been living together already, we had already undergone like that whole transition yeah. of like living together. It's not Same. like we had to go from like not living together to living together. That transition was fine. But like there was this added pressure I was putting on myself. Like, you know, I need to keep the house clean. I need to, yes. you know, <sighs> make sure there's dinner on the table. I I added so much tension to my life. And yeah. it was just like, girl, like we are a team. Like yeah. we got this thing. Gather, what do you mean you need to do all of this? And like having a supportive partner has like made life so much easier, mm-hmm. obviously, but like it's okay to feel this yes. way. It's normal. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be talking a little bit more about, I'm sure, like tips and techniques, but just give yourself grace. That's, that's yes. like number one advice. Oh, yes. I feel the same way. I had to call my mom and I was like, Mom, I think I'm being a bad wife. I don't know how to be <laughs> a good wife. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? I was like, I'm so lazy. I was talking so bad about myself to her. And of course, my Indian mom is like, yes, you need to get up. You need to do this. You need. And I was like, OK, this is a help. I just needed some advice and some support. Of how, but she never felt this way. So because she had to go rush into everything back in the day. That's how it was. But yeah, my therapist told me a similar thing. He just told me, Krishma, it's time for you to just be. I know you don't know how to do that, but you got to learn now <laughs> that you need to just be sit with your feelings, sit with this next phase in your life. And you, 
you need to understand that you don't have to have it all figured out. But like you, I was having, I was really burnt out from social media, from life, from everything. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And, and then I just let myself be. And I was like, you know what? Just be with yourself, be with your feelings and let's ride with it. Let's not push it away because you have to let yourself feel. So that's what I had to do. But how did you overcome it? What was like the biggest thing? I... Feel like I'm a little embarrassed. It took me so long to like figure it out. Do not like, feel embarrassed really because no, do not feel embarrassed. Let's stop that right there. I it took me forever to figure out too, but I don't want you to feel embarrassed because that's there's nothing to be ashamed of. We all take our Thank time. Thank you. I feel like what brought me joy before was like exercising, moving my body. Yeah. But the thing was, I was not in a position to exercise. I had no energy left. I felt shot. I felt like I had stuck my hand in an outlet and like electrocuted myself. And like, I just could not move. I was training six times a week for my wedding, trying to look like fire as fuck. And I felt so confident on my wedding day. Same, same. Yes. And you looked gorgeous. And I'm not just saying because of the working out, but you you are gorgeous in general. But your wedding day and wedding weekend, you looked amazing. I'm glad you got there. Thank you. But yeah, so movement so helped you like get out of feeling, it. Yeah, moving helped a lot, but like just feeling so shot. So I was like, I couldn't even like work out because I just felt so zapped and like drained. I was like, I just need my hormones to like balance out. So I took yeah. a long break from like weightlifting and strength training, which is my typical go-to. But other things that really helped for with me was journaling. Journaling has pulled me out of so many dark times, like going back to my gratitude practice, mm-hmm. going back Ooh, to yes. talking like affirmations, manifestation, thinking about um, just writing all my emotions out, right, on paper. That really helped me. And what else? I would say like breath work, like my yoga practice helped me as well. So pranayama couple of asanas doing that really helped me as well. Ooh, that's nice. I need to get into yoga. I have not got it. I've barely started meditating because that's what my there I had to pick up my therapy back to once a week during that time. And he was like, Krishma, you need to start practicing gratitude more because it sounds like you're forgetting what we all what we learned to get to this point. And so I also leaned on practicing gratitude, journaling, and then I picked up on meditation. He told me I just had to start with two, three minutes a day. And I did. And I'm feeling so much better. I feel like a brand new woman. But at that time, I will tell you, after the wedding, I have gained 10 to 15 pounds. And it is killing me on the inside. But we're back to it. We're back on our grind, on the fitness grind. And it's not just to lose weight, but it's also to feel good. So for me, movement was is a huge part into helping me not feel like that again which I hope if anyone's listening and you're feeling like this, I hope you know that you're not alone. And these are some tips that you can use to get out of this and also ask for help. Do not be ashamed. Do not be embarrassed. Ask for help. You can always reach out to me or Nerja. We're always open to talk to you. Yeah, that was one thing. Um, what are some mindful mindfulness tips that you'd like to share with us? Because I know I would love to learn more about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So my favorite technique is just checking in with your breathing. 
Okay. Like, first of all, are you even breathing? Are you holding your breath? Like, what's going on there? We need to inhale and exhale, honey. Okay. We need to give ourselves. <laughs> I feel like you're shouting at me because the, I was just holding my breath this whole time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Okay. So we're going to do this together. You're going to follow me. Okay. So I want you to, we're going to do kind of like this breathing technique. We're going to inhale for four seconds and we're going to exhale for six seconds. Okay. So ready? You're going to inhale for one, two, Three, four, good. Exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, I feel like I don't even have that much air to exhale. <laughs> exactly. That's the issue Ooh. is that we don't exhale as humans. And if you, we actually take a couple of seconds to exhale for a little bit longer, we are getting that parasympathetic nervous system. So a little bit more of that like rest and digest, that like relaxing energy. And we're getting our nervous system to like downregulate a little bit. So we're just getting it to chill out with our exhales. Okay. I need so to practice my more. Tip is breathing. More breath work, you guys. Yes. And then I know we touched on it a little bit, but just the journaling practice. Yeah. And then obviously gratitude, but like the little things. Like think about like today in my journaling practice, when I, you know, put gratitude, I said, I am so grateful for waking up today feeling energized and refreshed. Like I like putting these like descriptors in there that make me really feel that gratitude from inside. So like putting that emotion to it or putting that like word to it that just makes it even like, I don't know, like makes the gratitude even like juicier. Like I like to make it that way so that it it just makes me even more grateful for the inside. So I love that. That has helped me a ton. That's a really good. So those are the three things that you'd recommend for anyone for mindfulness. Yeah, definitely. Adding and journaling, your gratitude practice and pranayama, breathing. I need to practice the breathing. I'm very bad at it. I, that's why I started meditating. That's why I need to calm myself down because I can get very hyper in my brain. <laughs> and so meditation and breath work is something I'm going to add on my list for sure. And lastly, I want to ask every single guest on this show, what does self-love mean to you? Self-love as of late has really meant to me making sure that I'm checking all of my boxes before I try to help others. I know, you know, there's that common phrase, like you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So making sure that like my non-negotiables for that day, which typically is making sure that I'm moving in the morning, I'm eating in the morning. And then I'm also taking some time to either like spend time with a loved one or cuddle my dog or just, you know, that like oxytocin release. Right. So making sure that I'm getting those three in the morning has been like a game changer for me. So that makes me like, I feel like it makes me glow from the inside out when I take care of those three things first. So I think that right now for me is like the definition of ultimate self-love. Ah, I love that so much because I need to, I've been trying to practice my morning routine and getting some of that in as well. But I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your experience with us. I know it's not easy to share and talk about things like that, but I love you so much. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It's you don't understand how much that means to me as your friend. Now I'm going to tear up, but I can't tear up. Oh my gosh. No, you're going to make me tear up. Oh my God, we're just going to cry. No, I'm honored to have you. And this is what real support means from friends. It's showing up and just show unconditional love from you. I love it. Thank you so much. 
So I love you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you all for listening and tuning in today. Please tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. And remember to be kind to yourself. Bye.